When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome back to Season 3 of Mutual Presents. I'm Jack Ward for the Mutual Audio Network. Hey, I welcome you to check out another release from our Mutual YouTube Jack Armstrong, All-American Boy. That's our Saturday story release, and it's here. Episodes 3 and 4 of The Luminous Dragon Eye-Ring. So without further ado, wind back those clocks as we find ourselves back in the golden days of the Mutual Radio Broadcasting Network. Jack Armstrong! Jack Armstrong! Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Wave the fight for Hudson High, boys. Show them how we stand. Every shark can be champion. Don't screw up the land. Sweeties, breakfast of champions, bring you the thrilling adventures of Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. <laughs> And that was Champ Stamp Sound Effect Number 2. You get it? Well, here's your hint. You'll find the Wheaties Champ Stamp, which this sound represented, on set number 12. It's the stamp carrying the picture of Hugh McManus, engineer in the Milwaukee Roads Crack Streamliner Hiawatha. Now for our third and last Champ Stamp Sound Effect. Put on your earmuffs. Now, I'll admit that that was a pretty hard one. But if you'll turn to set number nine in your Wheaties Champ Stamp album, you'll see it right at the top. Yes, it's a Champ Stamp carrying the picture of Captain Bob Barker, famed Arctic explorer. Now, look, if you didn't get in on the Wheaties Champ Stamp game today just because you didn't have a Champ Stamp album, here's what to do. Ask Mother to get you a couple of packages of Wheaties tomorrow. And print it in color on the back of each package you'll find a set of three large Wheaties champ stamps, each carrying the picture of some great champion. There are 13 of these sets in all. That makes 39 swell stamps for your album. And on every package, you'll find simple, easy-to-follow instructions for putting your champ stamp album together. So get a couple of packages of those extra-good Wheaties right away and join the fun the next time we play the Wheaties champ stamp game. And now, Jack Armstrong. The All-American Boy. The whir of mighty electrical machinery, the sharp crack of high voltage, man-made lightning fills the laboratory in the hill near Hudson. Uncle Jim and Betty are waiting inside with amazing news from the Philippines for Jack and Billy. But Jack Armstrong and Billy have a surprise for Uncle Jim. They've just returned from following a mysterious stranger who broke into Uncle Jim's office and now have entered the underground laboratory to tell Uncle Jim what they discovered. Listen. There's a laboratory door. Uncle Jim told us to come right in when we got back. 
Charles, the man who broke into your office, Uncle Jim. We followed him to the airport. You'll never guess whom he met there coming in on the plane from the West Coast. He met someone, Jack. Who was it? Blackbeard Flint. Blackbeard here in Hudson? Are you sure, Billy? Well, say, we're sure, Uncle Jim. And we followed them to where that other camp lives, too. He lives at that tourist camp a little way up the road. He took Blackbeard there. This is news, Jack. My Blackbeard's been in the Philippines. And he gets here the day I get this letter. That can't be just a coincidence. Uncle Jim means the Philippine letter you brought him, Jack. It was bad news. Bad news, Uncle Jim? Yes. Professor Loring is lost or dead. Professor Loring? The one who built this laboratory? The same one, Billy. But, Uncle Jim, what happened? I'll make it brief, Jack. You know what we're doing in here. Trying to capture the vast store of energy that's released when we split the atom. Well, there's one amazing element that breaks up into tremendous energy under certain conditions. That element is uranium-235. Uranium-235? That's almost exactly like ordinary uranium, isn't it, Uncle Jim? Almost. But it takes a lot of uranium to make a very small part of uranium-235. If we can get a quantity of uranium-235, we can find out how the atoms break up and discover how to capture atomic energy. If we do that, you can make engines that could keep airplanes up forever. That's right, Jack. And so could other nations. They discover the secret first. Professor Loring heard rumors of a deposit of very rich uranium somewhere in the Philippines. He borrowed a yacht from a scientific society and went to look for that deposit. Did he find it, Uncle Jim? Yes, he found it, Billy. He wouldn't write me where he found it. He was afraid the letter might fall into the wrong hands. And this uranium was so rich he was able to extract a very valuable quantity of uranium-235 from it. Why, it must be worth millions, Uncle Jim. It's worth millions to any nation, Jack. But now the yacht is sunk on an uncharted reef in the Philippine Sulu Sea. All hands were lost except Professor Loring. And he was captured by the Mohammedan Moros and may be dead by now. Jiminy Cricket, that means that the uranium is lost. Perhaps not. Professor Loring managed to smuggle out a scrap of chart which gives the location of the wreck. It came with his letter. I'm also getting from him a token of some kind, which must have something to do with the uranium. Are you going to try and recover the uranium, Uncle Jim, and find Professor Loring? I certainly am, Jack, but it's not going to be easy. There's a powerful organization of unscrupulous adventurers who know it's on the wrecked yacht. If they can recover it, they can sell it to someone for a fabulous sum. But they don't know where it is, Uncle Jim. No, Jack. But I think they know of this chart that was smuggled in. Uncle Jim, maybe that's the reason Blackbeard is here. It's quite likely, Betty. I know he was in the Philippines recently, and I wouldn't be surprised if that organization has already started to track me down. That would explain a lot of what's happened lately. There are lots of things that need explaining, Jack. That token, for instance. Before he left Manila, Professor Loring wrote me about a white sultan who ruled over some of the Moros. This token, which is on the way, has something to do with that white sultan. A white sultan, Uncle Jim? Yes, and there's something very mysterious about this white sultan. And I'm going to find out what it is when I get over there. Uncle Jim, you'll take us. You will take us, won't you? Oh, please, (laughs) Uncle Jim. (laughs) I was waiting for that. Yes, I'll take you. I've got to have a crew I can trust. We'll take your books along. We'll have to keep up with your studies. Oh, we'll do it, Uncle Jim. You can tutor us on the trip there and back. When do we start? We leave just as soon as I can make arrangements. I'll wire today to charter a two-masted schooner I know of in San Francisco. We'll fly there in my new stratosphere ship and take the schooner for the Philippines. But why not fly all the way, Uncle Jim? It'd be quicker. Yes, it would. But I've got to have a well-equipped schooner once I'm there. And I can't take a chance on finding just what I want in Manila. Oh, I see. But uh, what are you going to do about Blackbeard and his pal? We're going to find out what they plan to do, Billy. What do I answer the phone? Hello? Yes? Mason at the factory. Yes, Mason? What's that? 
Blackbeard Flint was around. He wouldn't say what he wanted. Good. I'm glad you told him off. Yes, I'll watch out for him. Goodbye. Uncle Jim, did Blackbeard go around to the factory? It appears that way. His friend stayed in his car while Blackbeard talked to Mason. We've got to find out what he's up to if we can. Here's what I want you and Billy to do now. Go back to that tourist camp and wait until they return. Keep yourselves out of sight and pick up any information you can. We'll do it, Uncle Jim, right away. Come on, Billy. But, Jack, you aren't going to leave me behind, are you? Eddie can come, can't you, Uncle Jim? Only on condition that you don't let them see anything of you, Jack. They may be too much for you and Billy to handle if they discover you and get rough. We'll be careful, Uncle Jim. We'd better hurry, Billy. They may not stay in that camp very long. Come on. Gosh, you'll soon be seeing the sunshine and blue skies of the Pacific, Betty. It's going to be great fun sailing that schooner across the sea. We'll probably have Blackbeard and his gang somewhere on the horizon, too. We'll try to handle Blackbeard before we leave, Billy. Just as soon as we find out what they're cooking up. Oh, the bright sun hurts my eyes, but it feels good anyway. Look, Jack. There's Blackbeard and his friend now in that car going by on the main road. We're just in time, Billy. They're on their way back to the tourist camp from the factory. Hop in the car, Betty. We'll follow. Okay. Then wait a second. They're turning into the tourist camp now. Well, we won't need the car. Why not? I know a path through this field that leads to the rear of the tourist camp. Come on. I hope they didn't see us. They didn't, Betty. And we'd better not let them see us around their cottage. Blackbeard's friend hasn't forgotten how we mussed him up and tied him down. Even if he did get away. But he stopped in front of the camp. See? What do we do, Jack? We've got to find out what they're talking about, Billy. The best way to do that is to creep up to the back of their cabin and listen. Here, through this hatch. We'd better look things over, Billy, before we go ahead. Well, please, Jack. That advertising sign hides us from the cabin. Well, we'll walk up to that sign and then duck over to that other hedge. Goes right behind the cabin. Which cabin are they in, Jack? The very first one. Move over carefully and you can see it. Hey, look. They pulled the shades down. Right, we won't have to be so careful. Stay behind the hedge anyway until we get there. I can see Blackbeard now. And he hasn't changed a bit. Oh, blast the 40 gantlers. That's Blackbeard, sure enough. But he doesn't seem a bit happy. Careful now, here we are. Don't raise your voices. We can hear him for quiet. Why, Colonel McComber is Dirk. You've got me all wrong. That's something, Billy. You know the name of the other chap is Dirk. I think I have not got you wrong, Flint. Did the man at the factory welcome you as a friend? I think he did not. Why, ram me on a reef, Dirk. I never said I was a friend of his. But the chief sent you here from the Philippines because you said you were a friend of Captain Fairfield. Mm, so I am. So I am. Why, Captain Fairfield thinks the world of me. Muggle him a million if he doesn't. Oh, Blackbeard. Captain Fairfield does not think the world of you, Flint. I make other inquiries. I find out quite differently. No, Flint. You are going to help me get what I want. Tonight. Oh, Rip now, who are you to give me orders? I give you orders in the name of the chief. And as you know, Flint, chief has arms that reach even across the sea. Say, Billy. You will do what I say, Flint. Rigmarole, Royal Dirk. If the chief wants it done that way, we'll do it that way. But it's a crude and clumsy way compared to the fine touch of Blackbeard Flint. But that is a crude way. But it is a sure way. Um, maybe it's not so sure. Maybe someone will be in the hill. I have made inquiries. No one is in the hill after 11.30 at night. There is no watchman. I have made a key to the hill door. 
and to Captain Fairfield's office. Roll the bill, just jerk. I'll stay back and wait for you. I think not. You are very big and strong. I shall take you with me. In case of trouble. Yes, yes, I've got a Hold it, Billy, hold it. Jim, it's coming up. I'll put my hand over your mouth. Let's get away quick. Okay, Billy, it's safe now. Go ahead, sneeze. Sneeze your head off. Jim! Oh. Oh. Gee, it felt good. We got away just in time. Come on, back to the laboratory now, quick. Jack, do you suppose they heard me sneeze? Well, let me look. No, they haven't come out. We've got to get Uncle Jim quickly and tell him what Dirk is up to. Let's hurry. I'll bet a million that Blackbeard and Dirk will have a surprise waiting for him when they break into Uncle Jim's office tonight. Let's get going. Say, you can bet that Blackbeard and Dirk aren't going to have things their own way when they break into Uncle Jim's office. And by the way, just what is Dirk trying to get from Uncle Jim? Can he know about the chart that will lead to the precious uranium-235? Listen in, all of you, at the same time tomorrow and see what happens in the underground laboratory with Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Say, in just 22 seconds, I can give you three good reasons why you ought to eat Wheaties. Want to hear them? Okay. Reason number one, Wheaties taste like a million. And when you eat them with your favorite fruit, you've got a flavor team that tops them all. Number two, Wheaties give you a lot of good bodybuilding nourishment. All the essential nourishment of 100% choice whole wheat. Number three, a breakfast of champions is as easy to fix as falling off a log. There you are. One, two, three doggone good reasons why there ought to be a breakfast of champions waiting for you at the breakfast table tomorrow morning and every morning. Remind Mother to buy Wheaties for you right away. Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole wheat with all of the brands. Won't you try Wheaties? This is Franklin McCormick saying goodbye until tomorrow for General Mills, makers of Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions, who have just presented another episode of Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Like the food in the land. Wave the pipe from Hudson High, boys. Show them how we stand. Every star can be stand. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Wave the pipe for us and high, boys. Show them how we stand. Every star can be champions, known throughout the land. Wheaties, breakfast of champions, bring you the thrilling adventures of Jack Armstrong... The All-American Boy. Want a lift today, Mr. McCormick? What do you mean, Larry? Well, I thought you might like a little help on the announcement. Well, that's a great idea, Larry. Uh, But say, let's make the job hard today, shall we? Huh? Oh, okay by me. All right. Now, you go ahead and you tell the friends of Jack Armstrong about, uh, about a certain breakfast dish without even mentioning its name. I'll bet you a bowl of... (laughs) Well, I almost said it myself. I'll bet you a bowl of that certain breakfast dish you can't do it. You're on, Mr. McCormick. Here we go. Well, this breakfast dish tastes better than any other one I've ever found. It's got an extra super special flavor that makes it a big favorite with just about everyone who's ever tried it. But personally, I like it best with milk or cream and topped off with thick, round slices of banana. Man, those... 
Those crisp, crunchy flakes really are swell. <laughs> Just about slipped that time, Larry. Yeah, that was close. Well, for another thing, those famous whole wheat flakes are mighty nourishing. They give you all the important nourishment of real whole wheat. And from what I hear, whole wheat is packed with a lot of good nourishment. Yes, you're doing very fine, Larry. Keep it up. Well, another thing I know Jack Armstrong's friends will be glad to hear is that the certain breakfast dishes is a year-round training favorite of hundreds of great athletes. And believe me, that's a plenty swell recommendation for any breakfast dish. But I guess the best way to find out about this breakfast... I didn't say it. This breakfast uh, dish is to, to try it yourself. And then you'll know what I mean when I say it's tops any way you look at it. Well, I guess that's it, Mr. McCormick. And I guess you won the bet, Larry. I'll pay you off with a big bowl of those you-know-whats in the restaurant right after the broadcast. By the way, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Huh? Well, same as always. A breakfast at Champions, Wheaties, well... <laughs> oh. I got you that time. And by the way, I think you can pay me off with a real breakfast of champions. I'm going to have your favorite. Wheaties with milk and sliced bananas. And now, Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. The black shadows of night shroud the hill near Hudson, which contains the electrical laboratory where Uncle Jim is conducting his secret experiments in atomic power. Jack Armstrong and Billy and Betty are about to enter the underground laboratory to meet Uncle Jim in his office and to await the appearance of Blackbeard, Flint, and Dirk. They think that Blackbeard and Dirk are going to break into Uncle Jim's office tonight, and they know that Uncle Jim is ready to greet the midnight prowlers. Listen. Oh, what was that, Jack? Just a hoot owl, Betty. Oh, I guess I'm too nervous. But it's so dark, and, and I know it's going to be spooky inside this hill. Jumping crickets, Betty. If you're nervous now, how will you be while we're waiting for Blackbeard and Dirk? I don't know, Billy. I'll try and keep my nerve up. Well, you'll feel better when we're with Uncle Jim, Betty. Here, let me unlock the door to the hill. Oh, it is dark inside, Jack, and, and spooky, too. There's a light under Uncle Jim's door, Betty. I'll go first down the hall. You follow me. Say, Jack, you don't suppose there's any chance of our being too late? Suppose Blackbeard and Dirk have already come. Not a chance, Billy. They'll wait a good while after the laboratory's closed. And it's never closed until nearly midnight. Oh, I'm glad Uncle Jim has his light on, Jack. I was afraid he mightn't be here. Where do I knock? He doesn't answer, Jack. You, you don't suppose anything has happened? We'll see. Jack! He isn't here. But don't get nervous, Betty. He told us to wait for him if he wasn't here. He's probably somewhere else in the laboratory. We'll go in and wait. Well, sit down and be comfortable, everybody. Oh, I'm too nervous. I'd rather walk around. Gee, Willikins, Jackie, it is sort of spooky here, even with the lights on. I don't want to feel nervous, but I can't help thinking, suppose Blackbeard and Dirk should come now, before Uncle Jim gets back. We've handled Dirk before, Betty, and we'll find a way to handle Blackbeard if we have to. Say, Jack... Just what does Uncle Jim have up his sleeve for tonight? Uncle Jim wouldn't tell me, Billy. He said he'd explain his plan when we got here. Well, he said he wanted to install something in this room. Install something? Is it some kind of a trap for Blackbeard and Dirk? We don't know, Betty. But I bet a million it'll be a surprise for Blackbeard and Dirk. Uh, listen, who's 
that? Jack, you don't suppose it. No, Billy, it's just Uncle Jim. I recognize his footsteps. Oh, hello. Three here already? Oh, Uncle Jim, I'm so glad it's you. <laughs> Who did you think it was, Betty? Blackbeard? I didn't know, but I'm glad it's you. Don't worry, Betty. We won't be in this room when they come. They ought to be here pretty soon. Gosh, what's that? The telephone. I wonder who could be calling here at this time of night. I think I know who it is. Wait a second, I'll see. Hello? Oh, yes, Pete. Yes, go ahead. Oh, they're dead. How long ago? Well, uh, where are you now? All right, Pete. Thanks a lot. We'll be waiting for them. What did Pete want, Uncle Jim? Pete's been acting as my lookout. You mean he's been trailing Dirk and Blackbeard? Not exactly. But just after dark, I told Pete to take a position near their cabin at the trailer camp, keep an eye on them, and call me here on the phone as soon as they left. And Pete told you they had left? Yes, about three minutes ago. Pete was calling from the gas station across the road. They left in their car. Then they ought to be here any minute. Hadn't we better hurry? Oh, we've got lots of time. They won't drive all the way in their car. They'll park at some distance from the laboratory. But Uncle Jim... How are we going to handle them? We aren't going to handle them, Billy, unless we have to. All I want to do is to find out what they're trying to steal. My guess is that they want the chart Professor Loring sent you so their gang can locate the sunken yacht and recover the uranium. That may be it, Jack, but then Dirk may be after something else. He may want the plans of our secret experiments in splitting the atom. Oh, now I understand, Uncle Jim. If you learn he's after the chart, you'll know he's connected with this organized gang which knows about the sunken yacht and the uranium. Mm, that's right, Jack. We must find out if he and Blackbird are part of that organization. And there's one thing more. I want to find out if that same gang is interested in that mysterious token. The token which Professor Loring had smuggled out to me after he was captured by the Moros. But how will you find out, Uncle Jim? Look at my desk, Betty. It has three drawers. They're all locked, but Dirk will have a key. In one drawer, the secret plans are hidden. But they're faked, of course. In another drawer, they'll find that letter from the Philippines. Just the envelope with dummy paper inside. And I'll bet in the third drawer, they'll find a small package with a Philippine stamp on it. <laughs> That's right, Jack. Something that looks as though it might contain the token. But, Uncle Jim, if we aren't going to be in this room, how will you know what they're particularly interested in? I'm making use of something we've developed in this laboratory, Betty. It's a small television finder, which we use to see what's going on in the cyclotron when it's not safe to be near it. Say, that is something. Where is it, Uncle Jim? Right over your head, Billy. Hidden in that light fixture. It's pointed right at the desk. There, Billy. See it? Say, that's clever. If you weren't looking for it, you'd never find it. Where will we be, Uncle Jim? We'll be way in the center of the hill, in the cyclotron chamber. That's where I've got the receiving screen. Say, look at the time. We'd better get in there now. Blackbeard and Dirk will be here soon. Come on, Billy. We've got to go through that long rock tunnel to the cyclotron chamber. Here, Betty, take this flashlight. I'll turn out this light. Oh, it's so dark. There. The better with the flashlight. Here's the tunnel entrance, Betty. The door's open at this end. You go first with the light and we'll follow. We haven't much time. They should be here in a minute or two. I can't see any light under the big lead door to the cyclotron chamber, Uncle Jim. No, there isn't any light. We want it dark in there, Billy. You can see the television picture better. Now give me a hand with this door, Billy. It's a two-man door. Okay. There. Close the door when you come in, Jack. I don't want them to suspect anything. We'll close it tightly, Uncle Jim. Daddy, give me your light a minute. Here you are. There's the television screen over to the right. Stand close to it, and when the light in my office goes on, you'll see what's taking place. Uncle Jim, 
there's a red light flashing over the screen. Keep your voices low. That light means the main door to the laboratory is open. Blackbeard and Dirk are coming into the hallway. Gosh, I feel shivers up and down my spine, Jack. Oh, me too. They ought to be near your office now, Uncle Jim. They're probably opening my door with a skeleton key. Turn off your flashlight, Freddy. The television screen's lit up. They turn on my lights. Oh, look, I can see your desk on the screen just as clearly. Look there, Jack. That's Dirk, isn't it, going to the desk? Yeah, that's Dirk, all right. And look, there's Blackbeard right behind him. I'd be mighty surprised if they knew we were watching their every movement. Dirk isn't wasting any time, Uncle Jim. He's unlocking the top drawer now. That's the drawer where the big experiment plans are. He's looking through the papers. He can't seem to find what he wants. Well, that's out of one thing. Dirk is not interested in my experiment. He's opening another drawer now. That's the drawer with the dummy package, Betty. Look, Jack. He's seen the little package. He's ripping it open. Hey, he is interested in that. Gosh, Uncle Jim, this is some television screen. I can see every expression on Dirk's face. Look. Look how disgusted he is when he finds that the package is empty. He is disgusted, isn't he, Billy? And that settled another point. Dirk is definitely interested in that token from Professor Loring. He's going into the third drawer now, Jack. That's the drawer with the envelope from the Philippines. Look how fast he pulls out the papers. Look, Billy, he sees that envelope. He's grabbed it up, and he's showing it to Blackbeard. But now he's opening it. <laughs> Dirk, you've got a surprise waiting for you. <laughs> Look at his face now, Billy. He sees there's just blank paper in the envelope. He's fit to be tied. He's so mad, he's tearing up the envelope. Well, Jack, we're finding out a lot tonight. We know that Dirk and Blackbird were sent here to get that chart and that token. No doubt about that, Uncle Jim. Say, what's Dirk doing now? He's still looking around the room. The only thing left is a filing cabinet, Jack. I had all important papers removed from there today. Dirk isn't missing any bits, Jack. He's going through the whole cabinet. Hey, he's a fast worker. He's got most of the stuff on the floor already. Look, Billy, he's found something he's interested in. Well, that's strange. I thought I'd removed everything of interest to him. It looks just like that same Philippine envelope, Uncle Jim. Turn the television screen up brighter, Jack. Yes, that's what it is. It's an old letter from Professor Loring about the uranium deposits. We've got to get that letter from him, Jack. Oh, look. Blackbeard is looking straight at us. That means he's looking at the television finder, Betty. He's discovered it, Uncle Jim. He's pointing it out to Dirk. Jump and quick. It's Dirk is looking right at us, too. Look, Billy. He's picking up an inkwell. He's throwing it at the television finder. Here it comes. Oh, the screen's gone dark. What happened? He's broken the finder. Betty, you stay here. Jack, you and Billy come with me. Quick. We've got to get that letter from Dirk before he reads it. Help me open the door, Billy. Okay. Come on, Jack, on the run. I'll flash the light. They're getting away, Uncle Jim. They're just leaving the main door. We've got to get that letter, Jack. The door's stuck. Pull hard. Oh, boy, it's dark out of here. But I think there's Blackbeard running toward the road. Never mind Blackbeard. It's dark, we want. He's disappeared. He must be around somewhere. I'll go to the right of the hillside, Jack. You and Billy try the left. Come on, Billy. There's a grove of trees over there. I'll bet he's in there. It's dark as ink among these trees, Jack. This is just the place he's hiding. You take a look over there. I'll go straight in. Oh, Jack! Here he is! I got him! Pull him down! I'm coming! He's getting away! Hurry, Jack! Hurry on, Billy! No, he's got away! There he goes! I got him! Oh! Oh, got him! Oh, gosh, he got away again. Let him go, Billy. I've got the letter. You've got the letter? But how? He still had it in his hand. Boy, he got away from here fast. Let's go after him, Jack. We don't want him. All we want is the letter, and we've got it. Come on, Billy. Let's find Uncle Jim. Well, Blackbeard and Dirk did run into a surprise, didn't they? What'll they do next? Will they try again to get that chart before Uncle Jim and Jack and the others take off in the stratosphere plane for the West Coast? And say, what is that token that's on its way from the Philippines? Dirk certainly seems anxious to get it. Does it have anything to do with the lost uranium? Listen in, all of you, at the same time tomorrow 
for another thrilling adventure in Hudson with Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. You're in for a lot of pleasure tomorrow morning if you've got Wheaties on your breakfast lineup. I don't know of any dish that can hand out as much extra good flavor as those crisp, crunchy whole wheat flakes. Ask Mother to get two or three packages of Wheaties from the grocer right away, and then remind her to serve you a man-sized helping of them every morning. Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole wheat with all of the bran. For to try Wheaties, for wheat is the best food of man. This is Franklin McCormick saying goodbye until tomorrow for General Mills, makers of Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions, who have just presented another episode of Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. Show them how we stand. Ever shall our team be champions, known throughout the Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama. Or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the matinee, and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.